Welcome to the Courageous Leader Podcast. I'm Tom Richard. And I'm Joanna Lee. This podcast raises awareness about the importance of courage in the workplace and elsewhere and the need to cultivate courage within ourselves and others. This podcast is part three of our conversation with Brian Wall, a principal with Bostwick Design Partnership based in Cleveland. Now on to the podcast. But the guy stopped and he looked at me and he said, wow, the architect has never asked me a question before in my life. This guy was, must have been in his 50s, 60s, I, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere a little, little older, a little more experienced. And I, I just stood there and I'm like, why not? You, you're the one putting it together. I, I just draw it. I don't know if it's going to work or not, really. You're the one making it work. And he told me a couple of things of how to make the, of how to make putting up tile better. So I, I really do think you can learn from anybody and, and, and especially those putting up the, putting up the tile or putting that little piece of wood trim underneath, underneath the windowsill. It's ideas can come from anywhere and it makes it better. Yeah. How do you get around? I know you, you've been doing it, but how, how do you convince other people to get around the idea that talking to these people might be scary, especially if you're not comfortable doing talking to new people or going out there and saying, hi, you know, I'd like to just chat about your work. Because uh, I, 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 I'm serious when I say there are probably even construction executives uh, that are afraid to do that, walk out in the field and, and talk with uh, tradespeople. Well, well, Tom, you, you know me a little bit more than uh, more than anybody. And, you know, I used to be. I used to be afraid to talk to one person, a group of people, even, even something like this would have been, um, would have been a challenge for me. I would have showed up. I would have been nervous. I would have been, uh, um, I would have been scared, frankly, to, to have a conversation about my passionate, my, my passion of architecture and my passion of teams. And, uh, at one point in my career and my, I guess in my life, I learned that we're just all people, whether it's, whether it's you, Tom, or you, Joanna, sitting across sitting across the digital world, uh, you know, us talking on this podcast to the person that's sitting next to me, or my boss, frankly, for that matter, right? Where you know, we all have we all create these things in our brains of the conversation before the conversation. You know, you're you're constantly thinking about that. So uh, as soon as I figured out that we're all just people and we're all trying to do our job, we're all trying to go home safely you know, for the contractors, go home safely to our families. It just you just make it more on a you just make it more on a human a human scale. You know, so once I figured that out, it's pretty easy just to go up to somebody and start to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm wondering if. Um using more of a mentee mentor uh, I don't know if you would call it a practice but starting that and encouraging others to do that so this is what I do and you know go through that I do we do you do mm-hmm. you know so this is what I found very helpful. It helps me learn how to do better drawings. It helps me learn how to, you know, do my work better so that I can not only serve those who are building it better and we have a better relationship, but then the user is going to also, you know, have a positive experience. And so, um, 
you know, I would like to share that with you and let's go do it together. Here's how we do it and how simple it is. And, you know, that way, you know, a lot of times when we're afraid of something, we just need somebody to say, hey, this is what we're doing today. And and then you see you did it and it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, and and, you know, so I don't know if there's, you know, a way to establish something like that Mm -hmm. for more people but that's for anything right it's for anything yeah 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 exactly i think uh um one of the po- important things as, as a leader as i grew in my career and i'm, I'm a leader in a leadership position now is who's coming who's coming next mm-hmm. um why are they coming how can they be better at it you know if uh i'm actually helping a few in my office here that are I don't know, five to 10 years within their career, but they're just starting to find their own voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and I, I think I do that a lot, Joanna, and I take them, you know, take them with me and I, I show them how I do it so that they can take what I do and, and make it their own and then uh, even make it better. Yeah. And that, and that makes an impact on them because you are investing yeah. your time, your expertise in, and they see that they know that's what's, you know, that is valuable for them and, and they'll take that with them. Um, you know, it reminds me of one of the questions we like to ask, uh, teams. And I'm sure that we asked something similar, uh, with you as, uh, and your team is thinking about somebody who has made a positive impact on your life. And, um, you know, when you, when you think back to that person and you think about what they actually did versus who they are, Mm. you know, like what they did may not have actually been, you know, that significant. But Mm. when we ask that question, what typically comes out is you get more responses directed toward who that person is and their aspects. So like their personal gifts and strengths that they um, just exuded because they knew that they needed to do something that was going to make a positive impact on, on that person. Or maybe they didn't even know it's just because they were able to, you know, be who they are. And so, you know, that's awesome that you're able to, you know, step into your role mm-hmm. as a leader and you're able to, you know, have that courage, whether you feel like it's courageous in the moment or not, or just this is what your responsibility is now as a leader and for the future generation. But um, that's cool because it's it's part of you and your desire. And like you said earlier, your passion for teams and, yeah. you know, is and people. I, I still remember, um, you know, I'm, I'm a person who seeks out my own mentors, you know, some, some organizations set up a mentorship program and then you got to go through it. But I, I sought my own, my own mentors out. And this one, this one individual stands out and he was, uh, he was an architect. Um, he worked here at the, at the firm for a while. He ended up retiring and moving, moving to Chicago. I was mad at him for moving, (laughs) (laughs) going away when I was, I was just, you know, getting ready to, you know, do all of my, my big projects and that kind of thing. But, um, I think the thing he taught me was, uh, um, enhancing my diligence 
and my uh, perseverance in the in the world because not just in architecture but all around as a, as an individual because he was um, very uh, detail oriented um, and he would always follow his projects from beginning to end so he was always part of the initial uh, interviews and getting the projects all the way to the ribbon cutting and, wow. and what I what I learned from him was. Um, uh, what you do in design affects those that come after you. And um, we had many conversations. We always would get down to the details and all that. But what I really learned from that person was everything we do affects somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it was a, I think it was a really important lesson for me. It might have not sunk in in the first couple, you know, couple tries, but over over the time that I that I that I still know this person, over the time that I've known this person, it's it's all about um, understanding how your role impacts the greater the greater project teams, and and maybe that's one of the reasons why I really love how project teams work. Uh, I love to create the environment of where project teams can work together because. It's how my work affects the person building it, affects the person using it, you know, for years to come. I mean, the structures and spaces that we create could be in this world for hundreds of years. So uh, that's one of my biggest, biggest mentee, mentor. Um, yeah, you bring up a really good point. Um, and that's something that we feel strongly about is that it's not about just this time, this moment in time and this specific project, this specific team, this, you know, issue, it, it should ripple. There should be, this should be big picture. And it, you know, I used to say you make a, you know, everyone wants to know they make a positive impact where they live, work, and play. And the fact is, everyone makes an impact where they live, work, and play, or live, work, and Delta uses live, work, and serve, which I love. Yeah. But um, yeah, so um, but you make that you make an impact. So what are the ripples that you want to make? If you you know, and and you have the power to do that on such a you know, a small scale and one moment in time, one, um, you know, one thing you say to the next person could affect them the rest of their life, uh, you know, or what you, what this mentor did for you, um, even though they did leave you. I wonder what you would, I wonder if that actually had a positive impact on the way you do things. If they would have stayed, would you have not actually stepped into that as boldly as you did? But, uh, yeah, and, and that's a thing, too, is, you know, what are we doing when we are, um, you know, planning for, mm-hmm. you know, moving on, mm-hmm. you know, what, what did we want to leave for those? And, you know, that's really cool. I, we hear people talk about, you know, this building's going to be here for this many years, but what if it's not, what, what about, because you had a part in the, in that building process is going to be there a hundred years from now? You know, and is it going to what is going to be more impactful um, 
you know, so, so it's those kinds of things, you know, when we're just focused on, you know, how much it costs, how, you know, you know, what are we and you know, going back and forth about, well, you know, they want to move this over to here now and we didn't get, you know, we weren't told about this and, you know, just whatever the silliness is. And some of that has to happen, but you know, you, what you, what you said about, you know, that impact is really, mm-hmm. it's really cool because you have a choice to sit around and just be part of the wall or you can, you know, have an active role in where it goes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I'd like, like to think when I work on my project teams and, and with individuals on project teams, especially the architects that um, I work with is, um, like I said before in our conversation, architects are creating their thing. Their, this is their thing. Um, and a lot of times people will come to me and say, well, I want to create this. And I say, well, did you ask the con- your contractor friend, your electrical friend, your mechanical, whoever, whoever it is, do you, do you involve all those voices into the uh, conversation? And I think that at least I hope when I'm done at some point in my career, um, that people saw me as trying to open it up instead of close it, keeping it closed off, keeping the conversation closed instead of being, you know, being uh, inclusive in the, in the dialogue, because frankly, when, you know, our projects and our teams could vary from five people up to 500 people. Mm -hmm. When you think about all the people that touch, touch our projects. So it's, it's really important to be inclusive and transparent instead of, uh, just by yourself. I, I think, mm-hmm. too, when you emphasize that to people, you need to make it clear that, you know, have they checked with the electrical uh, you know, expert, uh, the builder? Uh, it's You're asking them to involve them in the actual creation, not, cre- not create and then get their opinion, which I Correct. often see mm-hmm. people mistake. It's like, Correct. oh, you want me to collaborate? Okay. After I'm done, I will ask people what they think or what oh, yeah. what they what this costs to, to build, right? Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the clarification, Tom. Yeah. Don't don't create something without their without their input. Yeah, that's that's really the that's really the goal. That's what, what makes it better. Tom, you asked um, as we were prepare, preparing for our conversation, um, you know, what does what does um, being individual in your silo how does that hurt the industry or, or how does um, fear hurt the industry and fear and conversations? Um, and I, I thought a lot about, I thought a lot about this one. It's our ideas um, that come from anywhere will hurt this industry, whether it's an idea around the way the teams work together, whether it's an idea about the wind, the little wood piece that goes underneath the windowsill, whether it's an idea about, um, you know, just how to build differently. Um, that's what, that's what will hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are so many, uh, our individual ideas can be powerful, but they're leveraged when people are together in on that conversation and they can have those, those multiple perspectives are actually part of the creation process as opposed to just giving opinions after the fact. And, and, and then, you're also creating a lot of extra work too, 
if, if you yeah. have to start really accommodating those or if you know which often happens right you find out you the, what you designed the, the owner can't afford it <laughs> yeah yeah and if, if you're you know and for, for folks that aren't familiar with it brian is very good at target cost design so um as as his teams are making decisions they're doing it in the context of what things cost so they don't have to go and revisit the design yeah it's it's pretty um i'm going to use the word demoralizing for not only architects but project teams when they all come around and and they create this idea they create this thing and then you you say, hey, how much does this thing cost to somebody? And I'm kind of talking about the traditional way we deliver projects. And then that person comes back and says, well, it costs a lot more than what you can afford. <laughs> you know, it's really it's really demoralizing for project teams across across everybody from consultants to architects to you know our construction partners. It's it's really demoralizing and. And why do that? Why do that to ourselves? Why not involve the people when they need to be involved upfront, when the decisions are being made, when the things are being created? That's, that's, that to me is the future of what we do every day, is doing it together. Hmm. Great. So uh, we're, we're nearing the end of the hour. So I have some really quick questions for you, Brian. So first of all, favorite architect? Oh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Okay. Uh, books you'd recommend? One or two? Oh, oh shoot. Do another one. <laughs> I wanted to say, uh, uh, what was what was yours, Tom? Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> lean con- lean <laughs> Conversations, since we're going to plug it. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, good answer. you got to prepare me for these things, Tom. All right. Favorite, well, no, this is, this is rapid fire. So quick, yeah, yeah. favorite TV show. Law and Order. All right. And uh, favorite recreational activity? I know this. Golf. One. Golf. And Brian is almost a scratch golfer. At least, oh, no. Nah, um, not that good. Almost. Thank <laughs> <God>. <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, you're far better than, than me. Good. Maybe. Although um, it's funny. You know, I, you know, golf is an individual sport, so I don't, I don't know. And I like teams, so whatever. Yeah. It all works somehow. You need some alone time. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, any last words, uh, Brian or Joanna? Oh, I, I appreciate this. I, uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, uh, I think it's, I think it's good that we want to get out to, to people and talk about the, the leadership aspects of not only, um, what I do as an architect, but how teams function, uh, together every day. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we've mentioned that, a lot of what you have talked about and we've talked about today is um, across any industry yeah, or anybody. You know, it's so important to have that transparency, have a foundation of trust where you can have those conversations and make those solid promises, active commitments to each other. Yep. Great. Well, thank you, Brian, for joining us. Uh, this has been oh, thank a, you. yes, this has been the Courageous Leader podcast, and uh, we look forward to uh, coming uh, back to you with uh, more conversations with more guests. And uh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Recapping the important points made by Brian: transparency, 
clear communication, and reliable promises are characteristics of a courageous leader. Like Brian, look for those places and moments in your life where transparency, clear communication, and reliable promises support you and the people around you. This has been the Courageous Leader Podcast.